they named it Sandiag. Which, of course, in German means a whale's vagina. No, there's no way that's correct. I'm sorry, I was trying to impress you. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think anyone knows what it means anymore. Scholars maintain that the translation is lost. <laughs> Doesn't it mean Saint Diego? No. No, that's, that's what it means. Yeah. Well, agree to disagree. It's Maddie and Patty, coast to coast from Brooklyn. This is Patrick Benjamin to San Francisco. It's Matt Youngner. Say hello, Maddie. Hey, Patty. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. Who gives a shit? That's a, <laughs> that's it's a comfortable place to come to, isn't it? <laughs> the Browns are terrible. What what's fucking new? Uh, welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour with Maddie and Patty, two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Browns' tribe and Cavs. So if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, you've come to the right place. Uh, a whale's vagina. That Maddie. sums it up nicely, doesn't it? That sums it up nicely. And it, and it, and it dovetails nicely. Oh, it dovetails. Whale's tails nicely. Into, ooh. Uh, ooh, ooh, see what I did there? Into uh, San Diego, which I'm sorry. Every time, every time someone says San Diego to me, I just want to say San Diego. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, it's just, this just classic. Just to be fair, you are comparing the brown season to a whale's vagina, correct? Yes, I, yes, I am. A, I, a giant open that, sieve. That is an insult to whales. <laughs> This this is this this is true. I'm sorry, whales. You're, you're the largest vagina on the planet. It's the best I could do metaphorically with vaginas to describe the Browns' defense. I apologize, but it's the best I could do. Mm. A black black hole, but the yeah, Browns don't really suck in no, offensive not. players into. It's not quite black like, holes are scary, Pat. Yeah, the va- the, the the vast chasm of space. I mean, there's some resistance there. So yeah. maybe, maybe the Martian atmosphere we were talking about, it's 1% Earth's atmosphere. So it's 1% the amount of resistance you get from, a, from, from an asteroid trying to, you know, come into the planet. We would just kind of like fizzle on yeah, the outside really, and crush really the surface. Nerdy here. Hey, uh, you know, I, paternity leave, I've been reading The Martian. I'm getting nerded out here. So uh, the Browns suck. Not, not taking care of your young child. Not, just, not at all. Just reading just, science fiction. Just, just reading science fiction, dumping that child on my <laughs> wife, who is sleeping with it. God knows what's happening right now. She might need me, and uh, I'm not there to help. Um, I, you know, I'm focusing on the important things in life, Maddie, which is the Maddie and Patty podcast. That's correct. You know, first things first. Uh, so let's go through the rundown tonight. Uh, uh, it's time to get mean with the brownies because they deserve it. So let's just be as insulting and angry as we can, and as brief as we can, because fuck them. Uh, next, we shift into the next year with the Cavs and our wayward son, Tristan Thompson. Uh, finally, we draw the curtain on the Tribe's winning season. Oh, yeah. How about that, Maddie? Tribe's you know, winning season? That's exciting. It's, a, it's something. Yeah, so it, it's a thing. It's a thing that's not negative. That's right. Not entirely negative. 
Uh, all right, Maddie. Uh, 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 start off with your, your your opening thoughts on the uh, the Browns. So I, I I don't know that I can even get upset anymore. <laughs> it's it's like being upset at my at Solomon for not being able to walk and talk at two three weeks old. He's just a you know he's a baby. Honestly, this is a terrible I, team. The end of that game happened, and a couple of years ago, I think I would have been just apoplectic. Devastated. Yes, it's just it's it's rote now. And it didn't. I wasn't upset at all. I knew they were going to blow it in overtime if that kick hadn't counted if if mm-hmm. uh if uh Tremont Williams hadn't got called for offsides I knew that there was no doubt in my mind there's of course stop their offense at all our offense hadn't had any tremendous blunders really yet besides the one turnover of course moreover the season's going nowhere I know that but who what does that win matter in the scheme of anything it, it, uh this team is terrible it's like despair so it's like despair cockiness yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> we don't. That's we don't correct. have. We do not have any. I mean, I, I've longed to feel that confidence, that cockiness that other uh, uh, fans have in their teams, right? Of like, oh, we're we're gonna win this. We're gonna win this. I, I never feel that. I'm like, we're gonna blow this. We're gonna blow this. Now it's like, oh, don't. Hey, guys, calm down. Don't worry about it. We're gonna blow this. Like it's yeah. just complete confidence. We're gonna fucking blow it. And also, none of it matters. None of it matters. Uh, to, 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 to point out our, our buddy, Uncle Granty, texted us in the middle of the game. He said, God hey, bless him. The Browns have to win this game, he said. And I, 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 just, I just plumbed into the deep despair immediately saying, who the f- no, we don't. It's a fucking joke of a team. Well, his whole thing was we get this who game, gives a shit? then we got a depleted Ravens squad next week, and then who knows what could happen. Yeah, I know yeah, what you know, could happen. You know, you know, you know, what? You know what? what? You know what? We have a depleted Ravens squad. You know what else we have? This fucking Browns team, which is fucking terrible. We also have those guys. You can't change that shit. It doesn't matter if they win or lose. This season is lost. Yeah. Uh, to, to quote the, the Japanese groundskeepers in Major League, they're still shitty. Yeah. I think that's what they said. So I know Kusso is shit. Anatiwa Kusso, I believe, means you're a piece of shit. That was one thing. One, a uh, uh, nugget of wisdom I learned when I was uh, studying abroad in Japan. It, uh, anati, anati wakuso. Go ahead. It, it, I, I don't even feel like there's there's stuff that we're building. Like, what do we, what do we have on this team right now that's an exciting building block for our future? Nothing. Hello, darkness. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I know that is. <laughs> Extremely unpleasant. Well, well, but what, like, what, what is like the core of the next, the next Joe, the Tom, next Joe Thomas team? Joe Thomas at the twilight <laughs> of his career, right? Like uh, uh, Joe Hayden. Now I don't, I don't even fucking know anymore. Joe Hayden was 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 not great. Did the uh, early on? Did you see the stuff today that Petten said? I think it was today. Yes. Maybe it came out late. That he basically just sort of opted out right before the game started. Decided he couldn't go with a broken finger, which doesn't see, pardon me, but doesn't seem like a very big deal for a, a cornerback. No, right. Uh, Tape up your finger uh, and go. You can play with a mitten on. If, if they threw the idea, the whole the line was they that Patton threw him under the bus. Um, but I just saw this headline from uh, Mary Kay Cabot saying NFL looking into Joe Hayden sitting versus Chargers despite being probable. Uh, yeah. Meaning what? That we lied and said he was probable to throw off our. Are there? I don't know exactly how the the injury report rules work. But if you say somebody's probable and sit them, then they're. Then it's, then it's like, you know, we knew he wasn't going to play. And so we made it seem like he was going to play. So it changed their game plan. Yeah. 
that's the, to me that's the most charitable explanation I can think of because otherwise, you know, yeah, Petten's throwing Hayden under the bus or Hayden's being a goddamn pussy. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, no there's no good answers here. Well, to me, the good answer is the Browns are being cute and, and trying to 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 cheat like the Patriots. You know. The Patriots do it the other way, though. They list all their guys as not likely to play, and then they end up playing, right? Like, wasn't that the mm-hmm. joke that Tom Brady was listed as questionable for, like, 50 straight games or something right. like that? Right, right. That, that and breaking into to clubhouses and stealing playbooks. Oh, and rampant cheating. And rampant cheating. It's my favorite thing to talk to, to, to Patriots fans uh, about their team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, that is, this is uh, – Scorched earth. I think this is as dark as I felt as a as a Browns fan because now I'm just in a place of um, I don't think I care, Pat. Well, Maddie, Maddie, you you've learned an important lesson. The Browns tried their hardest and <laughs> got got their hopes up, got your hopes up, and they failed. <laughs> the thing to learn is never try. That's right, and never, and never hope. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's funny. I've, I've been at this in the deer several times with, with Mangini's Browns. And then there was that, like that, that game against the Steelers where they kind of like got my hopes up again. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. I, think Travis, I think Travis Ben. No, 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 no. Uh, it was not Travis Benjamin. It was, uh, jo- uh Josh Cribbs had that great punt return that rain soaked game. We finally beat the, the, the fat rapist. Yeah. Um, and then, and then with the next regime, there was like that moment of hope. And the next regime, there was that moment of hope. And you know, it, it you know, it just fuck it. I fucking hate these guys so goddamn much. It's it just is, so. Did, does the uh, did the offense make you feel okay in this game, Pat? I I mean, some of the parts did, I guess. I think it's even uh, worse to me because I would love if our quarterback situation was just terrible. I'd be like, well, the quarterback situation was terrible. What do you think was going to happen? You know, this is what this is what we get for going to a new year and spending all this money on Josh McCown and not having anything that could work. That's not the problem, actually. The problem is everything that we invested money and alleged yeah. expertise in. Yeah, I don't know. That's we devastating can... to me. We scored more than enough points to win that game. Yeah, no, true. Here's the problem: is that the, the Chargers don't have, don't have a good defense. They aren't that good. Um, the, second pro- the second problem. The second problem. The second problem is is a overarching uh, cloud of doom. You know, like the uh, you know a, a dust cloud that doesn't settle and just suffocates you to death. But is like a, a you know I don't know light at the end of the tunnel. Is that I'm starting to think as Flip is a fucking terrible coach, and his entire coaching staff is actually a bunch of fucking morons. Um, f- watching Flip call plays, they were. I, I You're calling like, him Flip now, by the way. That's I, I guess I guess that's what people call him. De Filippo, I, I just you know I I have a problem. I've been saying De Filippo. De Filippo, De Filippo. Who gives a shit? Who deserves three syllables? Important people deserve three syllables. FDR. That's JFK. Four syllables. What? De Filippo? De- ah, fuck, you're right. Filippo, I, can't, yeah. I can't count. It's a tough night for you, Patty. It's, I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, uh, uh, I mean, 
whatever. Hey, point being, uh, uh, Flip is you know as much. Is, I'm only I'm only willing to grant him one syllable. I, I had a, I had a close friend growing up with a family friend who who went by Mandy growing up, and she's insistent on going by Amanda now. I'm like, fuck you! You don't get three syllables. You get two syllables. You're Mandy. You just you haven't done anything to deserve a third syllable in importance in your life. De Filippo does not get four. Yeah, I think where you're going with this, Pat, that I agree with is how terrible some of the play calls were when we got in the red zone, especially in the red zone. Thank you for refocusing me. Uh, I was was lost. I was was adrift in space in my scotch. Uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. I I can predict uh, more than half the plays. uh, It's just embarrassing. Uh, Oh, great. Wide screen that they saw coming. Yeah, Jesus, that was horrible, wasn't it? Which one? Also, McCown, why are you turning and throwing? Good? See, see what you see. He's going to get yeah. crushed. Why are you yeah. throwing that? Yeah. Throw it out of bounds or something. Sail or, it over his head right out of bounds. It's the perfect Jesus. time to do that. But I mean, still, so, but still, Pat, 27 points. 27 Plenty. points. Part of, me thinks, part of me thinks this is the same team we had last year. Same guys, same same guys, except with Shanahan, who's like you know scorched earth over with the uh, Atlanta Falcons right now, yeah. who were horrible last. year. Think about it that way. How bad was the Fal- were the Falcons last year? Yeah. What did they add? What did the Falcons? They had Devonta Freeman last year, didn't they? They did. Yeah. They Shanahan, everyone. Shanahan leaving looks real bad right now, man. Real bad. I mean, it's just, it's just. And it, as I, I forget who's pointing this out. Uh, uh, I just started following a new, a new uh, uh, malcontent on Twitter uh, <laughs> <laughs> called, uh, uh, I don't know, he's changing his name, but uh, oh, Cardiac Kid, I think it's, he's called the Cardiac Kid. He keeps, he keeps pointing out, like, uh, uh, he just hired all of his high school buddies. Uh, I don't know if he hired high school buddies, but he's worked with all these guys and, like, you know, his guys, they, you know, they, they were all in like the, you know, the, 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 the film room when they were fucking, fucking nobodies. Yeah. It's like, you know, great. I, I'd be into that <laughs> if you guys were like crushing it, but you guys are showing <laughs> that you're, you're basically guys who did really well in the film room and are not ready for prime time. This is not the Bill Walsh coaching tree that no, we're playing right now. It, uh, it is as bad as it gets right now, man. Honestly, oh, yeah. I don't. I uh, anything to any any hope out of that game. So uh, listen, I think there was a little hope from that offense. I think our wide receivers, <laughs> outside one who you're going to shit on in a minute, Pat, have been <laughs> fairly fairly competent, right? I didn't see a ton of drops in that game. I was, I was okay with that. McCown has been serviceable, which is what we needed from him. The running game got going a little bit in that one. Duke Johnson looks like he's got a little something in him. Absolutely, no, Duke Crow- Johnson looked great. Crow looked good. Uh, Gary Barnage, which I still can't believe that that's his name and not Barnridge, but Barnage. Uh, <laughs> Barnage. Barnage had some great plays. He might not just be a, a body out there. He's pretty good. Great, great catch down there at the end. That offense. Um, again, Gary, Bar- Gary Barnage crushed my fantasy week. Yeah. More that last minute touchdown. <laughs> more than enough. Um, that defense, Pat, is an abomination. Oh. It is so bad. How many times does. <laughs> I, who wrote that? I think Terry Pluto's actually been doing some, some, some good work shitting on the Browns lately. Um, I guess it's good for everybody. Yeah. Uh, talked about how Pettin said that uh, we didn't get a lot of pressure. You know, they're down there's three starting offensive linemen. We uh, didn't get a whole lot of pressure. 
think we had two sacks in the game. He said, well, Rivers is very tough to sack. I think he'd been sacked eight times the last week. Yeah. Like very little pressure. Our linebackers look terrible to me. Absolutely terrible. And our secondary, man, they're not. Pat, how many of the the guys aren't good? Three wide receivers for the Chargers. Did they lose during that game? I don't even fucking know. They lost two of their top three wide receivers, Patty. Uh, Floyd was out. Uh, some other guy, I don't know who his name is. Keenan Allen played. I only know because he's on my fantasy team. Stevie Johnson and, and Floyd. Stevie Johnson out. went out. You're right. Yeah, they both went out. It, uh, it, I loved watching Danny Woodhead roll all over us. Just destroy was, us. Dear God, I mean, that's infuriating. Hey, Maddie, you know, Patton said he, he, he's a matchup nightmare. Yes, yes. matchup nightmare. Jesus. He would have had some matchup nightmare. Come on. For a fucking high school team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's what this is. He's a fucking high school coach. Yeah, that's laughable. Oh, Jesus. Well, Maddie, at least we're out oh, the doll. At least we're out the at least we're out the dolphins. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Before you go to that, I have one other thing that was okay, which was uh I think Pierre Desir did a nice job. It's our uh sort of the one uh number one cornerback functionally. I think he was on Keenan Allen a lot. Rivers beat him on a couple nice passes, but there was good coverage there. He looked, uh, he looked playable to me. That's he a little play- something. Look That's at you. Something. Look at Justin you. Gilbert looked pretty good returning kickoffs. Look at you. Look at you. It's like, it's like your entire house burned down around you. And there's a, there's a branch leaning over your head as the rain comes down and saying, Hey, you know, there's, there's some cover from the rain here. Pat, when you know that all is lost, <laughs> it's easy to start finding little moments. I I, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, Pierre Desir. I'd be excited about him on a good team. Yeah, that's the. You're right. He's 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 just he's he's our he's our our second best cornerback. That's 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 depressing. Dear Lord. I mean, it's a good draft pick. Hey. Hey, Bray Farmer, welcome back. Good, good job. You, 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 yeah, thank God. Good. Actually, Pat, I don't know what good there. all is lost. Bray Farmer is back this week. He's back. He's back. Uh, uh, WFNY, uh, uh, way for next year, has a great series of posts, a weekly post of uh, Bray Farmer on suspension. Uh, <laughs> it's just a bunch of fictional texts, <laughs> supposedly fictional, uh, where he's just like, <laughs> hey, Pat, Pat, Pat. Pat, what Ray? Bow playing today? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. It's it's just it's it's great. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, Do you want to go on your uh, your dolphins rant, Pat? No, no, no. Let, let, let's wait. Hold the dolphins off for for, for a second. Let, let, let's let's deep dive in briefly. Dwayne Bow. Speaking of Ray Farmer, he had one target. He was on the field for four fucking plays. He ran one shitty pattern with 10% effort and one fart-laden drop. Yeah, that was... Uh, nine million guaranteed. Nine million guaranteed. We already talked about Flip or DeFilippo, DeFilippo, DeFilippo. What's, fuck him. DeFilippo, I believe, Patty. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck Sticky, too, who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> enjoys my Alex Trebek pronunciations. Uh, Alex Trebek is what's his name? Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! It, I don't care. 
uh, defense, just fucking awful. Dante Whitner, he vowed to prove the doubters wrong. He actually had a couple nice plays. Uh, PFF uh, uh, Pro Football Focus said he played well versus the run, gave only one catch. Uh, Maddie, can you tell me the one big problem with that one catch? I believe that was a touchdown catch, Patty. Uh, uh, Yep, an embarrassing all-out rush that we did not get to the quarterback on. Actually, we kind of hit him on the play. It, it, It was just unforgivable watching the route. He, 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 he had 15 yards in the route and let him get behind him. Yeah. It just, Jesus yeah, Christ, Dante. It's just, it's just a fucking Bush League play. You're just – that's just – I can't get mad. Justin, hey, Justin Gilbert played, Maddie. I just said he looked really good on those kickoff returns. He got a couple yeah, – one good return. He looked real professional on those – you know, hey, that was out the back, guys. Out the back. He said that with authority. You know, it was good. I think he had a nice tackle on special teams on a kickoff. Yep, exactly. 25. Well, he had a nice tackle 25 yards down the field in the broken run play. He gave him a 10 yard pass. You know, it's not bad. Did you see uh, Tony Grossi during the game was tweeting? I can't tell if he was trolling or not with this or if he was serious. Uh, but was talking like- about how good Gilbert looked with the ball in his hands. And it was like, it almost makes me want to try him on offense. <laughs> I still don't yes. know if he was yes. serious or not about that. Yes, yes, definitely. Maddie, I think my favorite part about uh, our, our podcast tonight with your phone and my phone is that I can hear text coming in from Stiggy to your phone before it comes into me. Uh, uh, and Stiggy's not telling me I sound like Bill O'Reilly with all, my, all, with all these fuckets. Does Bill <laughs> O'Reilly say fuck it a lot? I, I... No, just in that one clip. Oh, 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 oh fuck it. We'll His, go live. Yeah, yes, yeah. that one. What's funny is I, 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 I used to work down the hall from him when I was at Fox Business. And I, I, for like at least two first two years of working at HuffPost, I, I, had, I was constantly nervous and anyone would do the fuck it, we'll do it live bit. Because it was just, it was just I, I, working there for like you know, two years, I'd be like, hey, shh, sh- sh- dude. Oh, you you were the top right bear was going to be wandering down the hall. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He walked down the hall once when we were all sitting around in the office drinking. And, I, and it was like a moment of like, this okay? He saw us, looked at us, and just walked away because we were a bunch of Stossel's guys, you know. He, he, those, libertarian. Li- those libertarians, who cares? Libertarian fuckers, you know. Yeah, he's, he's just like, yeah. Screwing around watching the world burn. Nothing happened. We just didn't want to lose our jobs at the time. But uh, uh, do you have uh, any say about the uh, Johnny Menzel report, TMZ? I mean, I, I find it flattering that TMZ pays attention to the Browns to make up shit. Or if yeah, they're not making- paying. I think it's weird that Manziel is still enough of a. <laughs> Excuse me, a character to be on TMC. Yeah, it's my or Isn't the Browns. That it's yeah. not the Browns. It's just Manziel. Nobody cares if, if he, whatever team he was on, they would be reporting on him. I think that's weird. The Browns too. And I, and I, I thought the offensive. I mean, Joe Thomas. God damn it, I love him, and I'm just so mad that his career is being wasted in this fucking town. It's very, it's very depressing. Uh, I take it back. Sorry, not this town. This team. I yeah, call the it, team. I this easy, team. easy, Pat. Jesus. It's just the thing is, I feel I feel sports so closely that like it, it makes me feel bad about my city. That's what that's how I feel about the Browns. It just pisses me so. Uh, well, that and also just I hate how much you know the Browns suck so fucking bad. They they still show and the fans still show up and no one shows up mm-hmm. for the for the Indians when they're good or decent, at least respectable and worth watching. Like like I mean I mean God for God's sakes the the end of the season was. Embarrassing. There, were, there maybe were double-digit 
people for the last for, for some of the last couple of games in the Indian season. There's more double digit people. I I mean it was it was in a completely empty stadium. There's more and, than a hundred people there. Uh, it was not two hundred. Put it that way. All right, all right. I won't argue this with you, Pat. Hey, I've got a I've got a thought for as this season progresses because these games I think are going to get harder and harder to do. Do you think uh, our Uncle Granty is still optimistic about the Browns? Because he tends to be a voice of uh, a moderating influence on us here. We say the I season's don't... falling apart. I don't think so. I think if, if think if they pulled this out, he 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 would feel optimistic. Now I feel like he thinks you know. Now it's all moral victories. They'll have moral victories, but who gives a shit? I think I think now he's in our camp in terms of everything. Everything from here on out is a moral victory, and who gives a shit about moral victories? But let's query him. He might. He might. His his voice might be an interesting one on here. That's true. Let, let, let's let's invite him on next week. Because you know, week one against the Jets, we said things were awful and terrible. We said, well, let's. It's the first game. Yeah. Maybe the Jets let's, aren't so bad. That's the toughest matchup we could have. Let's bring him back to the next podcast. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what some terrible thing happens to us against the terrible Ravens squad. Brief aside, Maddie. Um, why have you ever talked about how, how bizarre it is that our, our kicker's name is Travis Coons? Uh, other than that, nobody talks about kickers ever, and I just realized what his name was fully last week. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's not a real name. That can't be a real name. That that's an anchorman name. That's a that's a that that is that, that is the guy who replaces Champ uh, uh, for, to report on sports or, or hunting. Yeah, I mean, that, it's 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 it is a pretty funny name. It's a it's an insult to stereotypes and walking cliches everywhere. I mean, please. Tell me that Travis Coons loves country music and hates black people. That, He's that, in the wrong that, business if he hates black people. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, this is true. But, I mean, I mean, Travis Coons. Travis I got to imagine he loves country music, though. That would be a shock. Jesus, what a fucking name. Although, has, he, what, Pat, has he, he missed a kick yet? I don't think he has. He has not. He's easily in the – he's hit the longest extra point in NFL history. He's easily – And he hit it three top. fucking times. I mean, he's in our – He's in our top ten, I think, best players right now. Easily top ten, easily. That's also, I I, th- I think uh, uh, Bill Simmons commented on this. Duke Johnson Jr. has a, has a ridiculous name. It's pretty awesome. It's like Colt McCoy. It's one of those cheesy made up movie names that belong in a a, a Dallas reboot or something. Yeah, he. Uh, I love that name. Yeah, it's a it's NASCAR a, it's, driver name. Yeah, and he looked good. I mean, honestly, he looked like you know. Uh, you know, not like a game breaker, but like one of those like really super solid pass catching running backs who can also run the football. Like it could be a feature back, maybe. You know. Yeah, I think Grant said this to you. He's just made a glass, so we're we'll deal yeah. With that. That's 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 the big problem. Yeah. Pat, did we talk about last week how infuriating it is that Deion Lewis is in uh, New England now <laughs> and playing very well? <laughs> we we did, we did not, and, and I think we knew this was going to happen. Uh, I mean. He was a big part of our plans. He looked really fucking good in preseason, and then he got really hurt. Yeah. So it's just mm. not, not, not a surprise. Hey, you know who well, else is doing? You know who else is doing well in New England? Jabal Sheard. Jabal Sheard. Yeah, I mean, I knew that was going to happen. That's the most predictable thing imaginable that yeah, he would but... go there and be put in a, a competent system and, and excel. Shocking. Shocking. Of... Hey, but we don't need Jabal Sheard. We have uh, we have uh, Bukevius Bingo. Oh, he's he's right rushing the quarterback. It's too bad he hasn't played at all this year, right? Because he hasn't played this year, right? 
Wait. <laughs> it only feels that way, Pat. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, you're, say- you're saying he's been playing this year? Quite a lot. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I-, I don't believe you. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him yet. Bill Barnwell in his piece today on uh, the Dolphins. What's that? Uh, Bill Barnwell on Grantland wrote a piece about uh, – it was a, a general preview piece, but one of the teams he focused on was the Dolphins and the, what terrible shape they're in right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's because their cap's tied up and a couple big players, Sue and Tannehill most notably. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, they just don't have a lot of room for improve. Maybe they could go out and try to get somebody like a Barkevious Mingo from the Browns. <laughs> You know, like, you know, a player that doesn't have a lot of value that maybe they feel like they could uh, resuscitate a career or something out of. Hey, come on. It it just made me hope that we could get a draft pick out of them. Ray. Pick up the phone. Get on that phone. Get on that phone. They're desperate. Collect that paycheck, buddy. Come on. Make it happen. Uh, as I said, Maddie, the only uh, uh, silver lining I can have, and I, I, and I promise every time I talk about the Browns, I promise this. It, it, in, in the morass of negativity that will come with every Browns game, uh, Maddie and Patty listeners, I promise you, I will bring a silver lining. My silver lining tonight is that at least we are not the fucking Dolphins. Wow, they are fucked up. Things I got mean, weird there. Things got real weird real fast. I mean, people were talking about uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill, at least uh, certainly in our draft. Uh, who, who drafted Ryan Tannehill in our, in our draft? Our fantasy draft. Do you remember? I can't I remember. I don't I, remember. I, Somebody but, was real happy about it, though. But, oh, God. People were super high on Dan Hills. Oh, that, that's a sneak up. He's going to be fucking huge this year. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I've watched football. He doesn't look like a good quarterback. I don't understand the fascination, one. But two. Uh, talk about This is great. I love that what you're about to talk about. But you're going to say what's happening in practice there. Oh, Jesus. I mean, but two. <laughs> I mean. First of all, yes, they, they went to London again. Like, for some reason, the Dolphins always go because, you know, no one wants to go to London to, to play their home game. Uh, uh, they got lit up, and they're terrible. But the worst thing is that Tannehill's not just getting lit up by NFL starters. Apparently, Ryan Tannehill has been lit up by the practice squad, by his own practice squad. His practice squad is picking him off left and right. Uh, it's gotten to the point where he starts taunting the practice squad players by saying, yeah, enjoy your practice squad paychecks, fuckers. Enjoy your practice squad victory. That's, That's a not starting okay. quarterback who I might be the the the, the crown jewel in, in one of our friends' uh, fantasy rosters. Brendan. <laughs> Brendan has him. That's what he – who? Who? Brendan. That's what – Brendan That's drafted what, him. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Verstigue. Uh, uh, Verstigue. I don't call him Verstigue. I, I, I intentionally mispronounced his name. Verstigue. Sure, intentionally. <laughs> Mistake, yes, intentionally, intentionally. It was on purpose. Uh, that is some mean stuff for a quarterback who's making hundred million, has a hundred million dollar contract to be talking about uh, practice squad uh, players. That would not endear an individual, I would not think, to his uh, teammates. I, no, I, I would not think that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I did not know they were such a disaster. So you'd rather have what the Browns have right now than the Dolphins? I mean, I guess. It's like choosing between a hard piece of shit and a soft piece of shit. What, what? Did you see the thing Simmons tweeted about how the Dolphins owner, whose name I'm going to forget right now, is a big Michigan booster and was hugely influential in guiding Harbaugh to University of Michigan to coach? It was like, if you're a Dolphins fan, how mad does that have to make you? 
that that's <laughs> how your owner exerted his energy rather than hiring him to come to coach the team. <laughs> that is some stuff that would happen to the Browns. Yeah, that's true. Although I'm not entirely sold in Harbaugh as a long-term good coach, but I mean, he had, he definitely had some good success with the Niners, but he's a fucking lunatic and I hate him. Is that I'd fair? Take I'd take it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, but yeah, dude, fuck in a heartbeat. True. Uh, all right. Uh, on that uplifting note. Hmm? No. Uh, no. All right. Uh, let's let let's let's just move on to the Cavs and 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 have some some slightly positive things to talk about. Yeah. I'm psyched, uh, Patty. They just they just had their uh, opening uh, scrimmage. Did you yeah, watch the, any of it? The wine and gold scrimmage. I was not able to. Yeah, no, no, that was I. We didn't know I read about it. It didn't look so, it didn't look so interesting. The starting squad they rolled out was LeBron, <laughs> Mo, Jr. Mozgov and James Jones, uh, which is probably right. likely their opening night lineup, except if, Kevin if, Love hopefully flipped in for James Jones. Yeah, if, if, if Kevin Love can't make it, yeah. And TG's not signed. Right, and that's a sincere possibility. You want to get right into that, Patty? Let's, let's do it. Uh, so, so, so he did not uh, – TG did not sign the qualifying offer last week, Patty. Which means, which means that I did not buy his jersey. That was part of – that was – I guess. Yeah. I'm letting you go. I mean, yeah, you said that. You were like, had you buy his jersey? You texted me. I was like, well, no, he didn't sign the qualifying offer. I did not guarantee he was going to sign a long-term deal. Uh, in fact, we talked about that he might do what he's doing right now, which is a, a reiteration of the Anderson Verizhou holdout. Um, but I mean, if I wanted to buy his jersey right now, Maddie, I couldn't. They, they pulled his jersey from from the, the team store. They they pulled his all his posters down from the wall. Apparently, it's league league regulations. I thought I saw Dave McMiniman tweet out that his jersey was still for sale in the team shop tonight. I, I saw that too. It went back up on the team shop, uh, and that it was up in some stores. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it's maybe, just an oversight. Or maybe they just made a deal and they haven't announced it yet, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. No. no, no. Maybe that's it. I mean, other th- other crazy things that happen if you haven't been following, guys, is uh, uh, LeBron over the weekend tweeted from a wedding that he was at with Tristan Thompson. Whose wedding was that? Do you have any idea? Yeah. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, I want to say. <laughs> I want to, I'm going to do like a, a, a momism, we, well, a patism, I should, might, might as well say it by now, but uh, all my mispronunciations. But some, some guy's name, like Brandon Weems, which is not the name because that's obviously a person. Uh, but uh, uh, he's a guy that, like, he's a friend of LeBron's and Tristan's and, uh, and Rich Paul, and he's, he's just near them in the court side. He got oh. married, so both of them were there. He's part of the entourage, basically. Gotcha. Uh, so, you know, so LeBron and Tristan took this picture at the wedding. <coughs> LeBron, you know, puts on an Instagram saying, get the deal done. It's not entirely clear who he's saying it to. You would think the cast Hashtag miss, miss my brother. Miss my brother, right, yeah. You'd think that he's pushing the pressure on the Cavs, right? Uh, uh, except that, you know, his comments the next day after practice, he kind of acknowledges that, Oh yeah, Tristan has absolutely no fucking leverage. He's got none. He's like he acknowledges there's only two teams that can sign him, and they're not going to sign him. So I'm confident something get done. I love that. I, he's like 
<laughs> to start Portland and Philadelphia? Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and not lose any sleep at night over that. Yeah, yeah. So now he was really clear that it's that he meant both sides, that it's not a one way negotiation. I think that he handled that fairly. It was weird to me that he said I hadn't seen him. And it was like when I saw him at that wedding, I was overcome with emotion and I just really want him back. And I guess I said I was going to stay out of it. But now I'm not <laughs> seeing his, this is like seeing his sweet face was just too much for me. <laughs> and I had to do something that is weird. Oh, it's beautiful. It's not weird, Matt. It's beautiful. It's human emotion. Uh, LeBron, makes, LeBron makes me laugh in times like that. That is how he rolls. It's filial. It's like it's, he's, totally. It's filial love. He's guided by those things in a moment, and then he sort of forgets about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll throw well, you the when the time comes. Yeah, I, I feel like something's going to get done. They'll, they'll do some compromising. It'll happen. I think it's going to happen. It's not, he's not going to he's not, gonna not sign a contract and sit out the whole year and mm-hmm. then do this again. He's just a restricted free agent with us again. That we had to do, stuff, to do the whole thing over again. That's not going to happen. They'll get there. Cavs mm-hmm. will keep holding their their line. Paul will push it. We'll sign for five years and eighty five. It'll be just what we talked about. I think. I'd rather get done sooner rather than later, but honestly, it doesn't even matter that much. <laughs> Tristan's uh, yeah, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, so what's the end game here? Do you, do you think it's gonna? I mean, how how long we have to wait for this shit? I think another week. I don't think he'll miss uh, games. All right. I, I, I feel like I'm with you now with this LeBron shit. It's going to happen soon. But at the same time, why isn't it happening now? Get him in now. What's, what's the fucking holdup? I, I mean, it's got it's to just be Paul holding out here, right? I mean, he's in a unique spot where he's got to establish himself as an agent outside of LeBron's mm-hmm. uh, aegis or whatever, however you want to think about that. Um he went, you know, he sort of did this, went right down the line with uh, Eric Bledsoe last year, and it worked. I think he's, this is a different situation with a different type of player that won't work in the same way, but I don't know. What's it really costing anybody at this point? It seemed like to me that the Cavs really aren't flexible because, you know, we've talked about this before. The two years from now is, is the big problem, right? That's the yeah. D-Day. We can't we can't do two three years in a row of being this far over the tax. So because of the repeater penalty, you mean the repeater penalty makes it uh, untenable for uh, uh, Gilbert. Um, and I think so, he's just going to eat that. By the way, uh, he might, but like you, you at least want to like you know minimize it. And I feel like they're still trying to find a way to be flexible to be able to sign Mozgov next year and still stay kind of like close to that no, cap. They're, they're, they're not going to be close to it. Uh, it's not possible. They have to sign. They, listen, they, this is the only way for them to acquire players right now, right? The draft is not going to do it for them. They, mm-hmm. They're out a lot of the dealt from that stockpile, and their picks are going to be so low that it's not going to be helpful anyway. Mm-hmm. They, can only, they can't afford to sign anybody meaningful um, outside of uh, exceptions and minimum contracts. Mm-hmm. So they have to sign people and then look to make trades down the so in mm. two years, could I see them trading Love or TT, depending on what's going on? Sure. But you got to sign them now to do that. And those contracts will be uh, not albatrosses, God willing, barring an injury or something. Yeah. Or those guys over their lifetime, the lifetime That's of the contract. True. So they'll do it. That is true. That's true. Uh, naturally, uh, Cavs season started off uh, the uh. way it ended. 
This is infuriating to me. With a huge injury to shop. So annoying. I mean, just so incredibly annoying. He was talking about how he was going to, like, develop his dribble so he could, like, create yeah. more off the ball. And he, the whole time he was saying that, he fucking had a six-month injury. Not six months, six week, right? How long is it? Oh, it's like three months. He's going to yeah. be out until January. Six to eight week, no. nine week, whatever. One more, uh, more, 12 to 14. I can't count. Uh, injury. <laughs> Uh, it just uh, fuck it. I, I, uh, it's the regular season. Who gives a shit? Honestly, <laughs> we discover this. It doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is being healthy in the playoffs. So, no, it's annoying. It's annoying, though. Mostly, it's an annoyance. Um, you know, it'll give them a chance to play some other guys. This is why they signed Mo Williams to come in and play. I'd rather not be without him and Kyrie until January. That thins us out a little more than even I'm comfortable with, but even so, mm-hmm. who cares? Play 500 ball mm-hmm. for those months. It doesn't matter. Oh, speaking of which, uh, 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 earlier tonight at the scrimmage, just before the scrimmage, there was a special event for like a half-court shot. Oh, I saw uh, this. If, if you hit a half-court shot, uh, uh, you win $30,000 for this military family. Uh, what, did they get a proxy? It wasn't that the... the uh, individual was supposed to shoot it they got a proxy from they someone, got a proxy so and they picked uh uh one uh jr smith why and they mac and handsome and this is what happened uh i don't know if you can see that have you guys looking i oh, know you can't see it uh you can see it this is a podcast pat Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding come on oh christ I can see it, and he does. Was, was, was the best part is he hits that shot. He turns around and he does the J.R. Smith guitar swipe. Oh yeah, uh, 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 double. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what the, windmill. It? The, the windmill. The windmill. The windmill. No, but followed by the uh, the bird's eye. What do they call it? The the you know the the three signal they put up. What's it called? I don't know which one you're talking about. Ah, whatever. Anyway. He does that whole thing. It's great. It's but, awesome. It's know. worth watching the clip. He also just call, like his motion on that shot from half court is like me shooting a fifteen foot jump. It's a, it's a jump shot. It's a jump shot. You know, I mean, it was. I mean, me me from the college three point line, I look different. My my, my jump shot looks completely different. Like I have to like heave my body into that. Oh my god, do I love Jr. He's, I'm so happy. So happy he's back. Oh, Patty just had it. So good. Ah, oh, just had just just had to indulge a little bit. Patty, indulge a little bit. You listened to his first one, right? The first version of that song, right? Oh yes, oh yes. I, I recommend everyone to go look this it's up. It's also good. It's awesome. It's it is great. as good as uh, ignition to remix to ignition. That's how good those two are, and clearly inspired by by R. Kelly too. Mm-hmm. It, it's awesome. Oh, they're so good. Um, other notes: uh, uh, Chetty Osman, you may have heard of. He our draft, is, our he, draft pick from this year. Yes, right. Yes, yes. We have the rights to a Turkish small forward. I learned that his nickname is Jedi. Why is it Jedi? I guess that's 
Because he's Chetty? Chetty should yeah. be Jetty. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Some, somebody pointed out that the Jedi in Turkish means jet. Oh, really? So, so, so. He's exciting. Exciting. He's one for us to keep our eyes on, actually. I, I'm, I'm kind of. I don't know what helps <laughs> up because European players have never really, aside from Mozgov and Nogauskas, uh, have really played out for us. I mean, you know, big men, European big men. Yes, please bring them to me. Sasha. Have you forgotten yeah. about Sasha already? I had higher hopes for Sasha. I mean, yeah, look, he, 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 did, he did his part. He was, he was, he was a part of the lore, but he, he didn't live up to what we really hoped for him, which is not his fault. He, not, not his fault at all. He, he, you know, Pat, would it make off- you feel better if I made an argument? My offense is my isn't defense. really part of, of Europe. It's really Asia. Oh, don't, don't, don't say that in Turkey, dude. This is an Asian. This is not insulting. This is I'm, I'm, that's a real that's a real thing. It's on the Asian. No, I know Turks won't Turks won't like it though. You be careful, man. They'll go either way. They don't want to be. I mean, I mean be careful so. in general because you know ISIS and shit. But whatever. Well, right, so let's 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 move on quickly here, Pat. But, uh, yeah. I is guess. this note about Lat that you have in the rundown accurate? I, I, it is. HP basketball. If you guys follow HP basketball. Which stands for hardwood paroxysm. This yeah. is a really weird name for a blog, but not, not to be old, not to be old banished. But uh, uh, it, it, he's a noted Blatt hater. I mean, from the first moment the reports came out uh, from last year's training camp, where people were calling his offense genius, he was ripping on it. He he clearly hated Blatt from from, from day one. And again, do not blame him. David Blatt is a magnificent asshole. He's just our asshole. Uh, I mean, or no, uh, magnificent bastards, I guess the phrase I should use. He's a magnificent bastard. He's just a total dick, seems like, in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he picked Blatt as the most likely coach of the year winner. Why do you think that's, I, a, I that's interesting? I don't see Blatt as likely at all for a, a number of reasons. Right, like usually, coach of the year goes to a team that overperforms. The Cavs almost it'd be impossible for them to overperform. They'd have to win seventy something games to overperform, and that's not going to happen. They're not going to play LeBron enough to do that. Um, it, it, it seems incredibly unlikely to me that he would win coach of the year. Uh, I I agree. To putting him at number one is 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 just really Cavs coach fill in the blank seems incredibly unlikely. To right. Me. Then again. Uh, Mike Brown, who is pretty universally an unhirable coach right now, but that's because of his, you know, future. Yeah, he won coach of the year, but that was the year we took a huge leap, right? I mean, we went from fifty wins to sixty-six wins, mm-hmm. and we're the best team in the league. I mean, that team really took a leap. I just don't think it's possible. I, I don't think they're. I don't think the Cavs care enough to take a leap like that in the regular season. They don't care about the regular season enough. And it was also to, to do that. It was also uh, LeBron and nobody, uh, basically, right? I mean, it was it was a pretty pretty bare roster he, he he took, and and they became a really great defensive team, right? Yeah. So I mean, uh, I I still find this very unlikely. I find much more likely that uh, uh, Steve Kerr, if he comes back in the middle of the season and has another great season, gets credit that he didn't get last year. Because uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Buttonholzer, 
got it the yeah. year before. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at Can, I think you'd look at uh, Alvin Gentry taking over in in New Orleans with a team that's probably ready to make a jump. I think they're for sure a decent candidate. Um, Quinn Snyder in Utah, I think Utah's likely to make a jump. Jason Kidd in Milwaukee, maybe this year, who can make it? I think those are much more like Vogel, the Pacers coach. If they have a great year coming out of no, you know, out of nowhere, but like coming coming from the cellar again, right? Yeah, uh, they could pull it, pull it off. I, I find that much more likely. Yeah. Um, Something I do want to keep an eye on this year, Pat, is I don't know at the end of the playoffs. I think it was Chris Sheridan had a lot of tweets about um, Mr. Blatt not being our coach anymore this year, and that he was still riding the Ty Lue's going to take over bandwagon. Mm. Um, let's just keep an eye on that as the season progresses. I don't want that to be lost to the when 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 was the, the last Twitter time? Void. When was the last time he, he made that tweet seriously? I think in like the beginning of July and the end of June. I'll, I'll look it up. A- after the season was over. Yeah, yeah. After the championship, for sure. I mean, I, we could dismiss uh, uh, him at our peril because he was the first guy to break LeBron coming to Cleveland's story. So. Yeah, although, you know, I read somebody um, hypothesize that he's, he had started his own thing recently. His Sheridan mm-hmm. Hoops site. He did. He did. Yeah. And that it was just that he just made the ultimate bet. He that he didn't have inside information, and that he was just like, "I got to get something going here, so I'm going to go early on this and just hope to God that I'm right." Uh, just like bet his rep, you know, like just just went for it. Ju- ju- judging judging based on the content that comes out of that uh, site, no, I mean, all I actually all offense to Chris Sheridan. Uh, Judging based on the content that comes out of that site, I mean that sounds very plausible. Right, he, ha- he hasn't been it's, really impressive at all since then. It's and been, it's been a terrible site. He has done nothing since that happened. What a ballsy uh, move, though. I gotta give, give him sort of tev respect for it if that's what he yeah, did. Yeah, of course. Ultimate gamble, do it. Uh, you know, and yeah, I mean, frankly, I still remember you were the one who first broached this, like. Over a year before this happened. Oh yeah, because I have have a buddy in Akron who said everybody was starting to buy tickets up again. That yeah, it was one of those signs, you know. So yeah. Well, one last piece of Cavs news, Maddie. Um, Actually, I want to go back to one thing before you go to this last one, which I haven't heard about, and I'm very curious of. Did you see that Jump uh, joined uh, Kevin Love as uh, as an author? No, uh, uh, on the Players Tribune. Not on the Players Tribune. A much more credit on Bleacher Report. He wrote a piece about Ooh. his injury and recovery. Check it out. I haven't read it yet. Actually, I just saw that he he did it. Interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. Um. So. So this last bit is about. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know this one, Patty. Tell me about a it. player. I, I I've been ripping on a little bit, right? Uh, uh, in terms of, uh, uh, he was part of the, uh, the, you know, the bad teams I was referring to earlier, uh, that LeBron carried, uh, oh, one of the nobodies. Mm-hmm. He recently posted a tweet saying, well, folks, I will be doing my season shave on Saturday, been influenced by a certain individual. If you're wondering, I'm talking body hair. 
Hashtag body hair issues. This is a public tweet that Mo Williams sent to the world. This is our new starting point guard for the season. He, and you think he's talking about pubic hair? That is a speculation that everyone came up with. Apparently, there are people that annually shave their pubic hair because that's the rate of growth, I guess. I, I, that seems wrong. But influenced by a certain individual would certainly corroborate that, right? Someone complaining about his effusive pubic hair. I guess that's right. And he said yearly. My yearly? Yearly. Annual. Season. It's actually no season. So it could be quarterly. It could be quarterly. Or it could be the the basketball season. It could be the basketball season. Who knows? He's not uh, uh, been more clear about this. Pat, I think you need to get in and get an answer for us. Don't say get in there. Come on. I don't mean get into his pubic area. I mean uh, start tweeting at him. Let's get some well, answers. Well, let's get, see. Get a get a Maddie and Patty exclusive for us. When do the Cavs play in uh, Philly? I don't know. I don't have the schedule in front of me. God, they damn, do. God damn it, Maddie! What are you here for? <laughs> Hold on, I'll tell Fuck. you. Fuck. <laughs> Hold tight, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, my, 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 uh, benefactor and quasi friend slash frenemy, uh, uh, Mark Lamont Hill has left HuffPost Live what? Uh, for, for greener pastures. Uh, what he, could possibly be greener? Uh, just, just doing less basically. <laughs> he, just... No, he, he's, 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 you know, he's an activist. He's, he's, uh, academia is an activist. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a speaker uh, uh, and all that oh. stuff. He he he's basically trying to 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 get more time for himself to do these kinds of things and, and, and focus on his message and all that stuff. Uh, and, you know, it, it was a you know it was a taxing job in terms of time. I know he you know he lives he normally lives in Philly basically, but anyway, I can't. Talk to- I came up to him. I came up, I came up to him after he yeah, after the after we announced that he was leaving and I said, "Hey man, it's you know sad to see you go. You know, just patting the shoulder." He says, "Don't worry, Matt. Don't, sorry, don't worry, Patty. Uh, uh, I, I still have the season tickets. I'll, I'll still invite you." Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, great, great. Fuck you. You get out of here, then." <laughs> so, so, Pat, the first game is early. Ooh, they play. Ooh. In, they play in Philly on November second, Monday, November second. Ooh, it's coming up. And then they play. They play there again in uh, January, January the tenth, oh, Sunday. I guess I'll test my friendship with uh, Mark uh, pretty pretty soon. I push it right away. Um, have I mentioned that he is one of the most uh, uh, incredible minds of our time? That yeah, he just. I mean, for for a Marxist, he is one of the most persuasive Marxists I've ever met in my life. He's a Marxist. I call him Marks Lamont Hill, frankly. Uh, really? Oh, oh, our friend Brenda could could vouch for this. Uh, no, no, and it's actually it's actually pretty funny. He 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 doesn't like uh, me to say this too much. So I, I've I've probably cost myself tickets by just mentioning that. All right, well, let's let's shut up and move on then, Pat. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Let's stop blowing this. Uh, so yes. Any uh, other any other Cavs hot takes, Patty? Not for me. Uh, and certainly, I have takes, but they are not hot. Okay. Well, let's, I think, I think the, the short story is uh, so far so good. I watched the, uh, the NBA TV has like a, their camp exclusives. Mm. 
features going on. I watched the Cavs one. It was uh, quite exciting. It wasn't exciting at all, actually. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Just watching guys like stretch and run drills and stuff. But they had uh, Fratello and Vince Cellini, the old Cleveland sports mm. guys. Ah, He's a native a lot of fun watching him. Just got me hyped for the season. Nice, nice. Actually, I'm excited about Joe Harris. He's been having fun in the preseason with uh, uh, social media and shit. He he, he hijacked uh, LeBron's uh, uh, uninterrupted cam. Have you been following uninterrupted stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he, he hijacked the cam and did this fake kind of like testimonial to the camera until the producer was like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, what, what? This is LeBron's camp. Get away from me. I was like, what, man? Come on. It was, it was you know, it was kind of lame, but okay. The better one was where he was interviewing, going around the camp, interviewing different players, interviewed uh, Mozgov, and asked him about Donald Trump. And uh, Mozgov was like, oh, yeah, he's a good guy. He seems all right. And uh, then Joe Harris says, would he, be a, would he be a better president than Putin? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Mozgov starts to go, yeah, yeah. And then immediately, like Joe Harris gets like panicked in his face. Says, don't, don't answer it. Don't answer it. Don't answer that. Sorry, sorry. Don't answer. It. Don't answer that. <laughs> which, which was a great, great little moment. Mozgov <laughs> just laughs. Uh, uh, you know. So that was that. Like him. Anyway, uh, uh, let's move on to the tribe and wrap this thing up. So the Can tribe I- had a, they, they had a winning season. I mean, honestly, Maddie, this is the baseball season I hope for. This is the baseline I hope for every season. Mm. Near 500 baseball, contention in the final month of the season. Uh, frankly, if I had anyone to blame, it would be two things. Sports Illustrated and our dear friend Sc- Scooter. Yeah. Uh, Sports Illustrated for getting our hopes too high uh, and jinxing us with a cover story in pre training. And Scooter for saying that the jinx doesn't actually matter, doesn't actually happen, or is realistic. Clearly, the one-fourth jinx worked. Yeah. This is a good team. The one-fourth jinx kept us just out of the playoffs. Give us a winning season, but kept us out of the playoffs. Uh, fuck you, Scott. So, Patty, you, we're, we're not going to cover this now, but I think we should do a, a fuller debrief on that Tribe season. I will say it, um, this, is a, this is a regret season. Oh, big time. From my perspective, um, everything, everything oh, hit right with the push, the, pitcher, the pitching staff was amazing. Yeah, th- some of it's bad luck, right? We had a run differential of a team that should have been a few games better than we were. Not a ton, but we won eighty-one no. and probably should have won eighty-four to eighty-five, just based on our run differential. Um, but that slow start to the season, making the decision to make the defensive tweaks that we did when we did, calling up Lindor when we did instead of earlier. Um, we we should have been a playoff team this year, mm. for sure. And but, we we were not that far away from it, and that's disappointing. You got to take your shots in in this league. But why doesn't that excite you about next year? I am excited about. It. Listen, I will be. I like this team. This team's going to be solid for the foreseeable future, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. We're going to have a tough time making the flip over to really be consistently excellent, where we can just put that in the bank. Um, mm-hmm. but a, the starting lineup that we have solid, the back end of the bullpen that we have, I'm comfortable with and a lineup that I feel good about everywhere around the infield, uh, and a catcher and in left field, that ain't so bad, man. 
I think we need to mm-hmm. start figuring out who's going to play center for us next year. I don't know that Almonte is really a year-long solution, and I don't think the young kids that we have are going to be quite ready, um, at least not at the beginning of the year. But, but Hold on. You don't, you don't think Almonte is a year-long solution? You don't know it? I don't know. He didn't play that bad for us, honestly, man. I mean, I mean, uh, it's replace, a, you, replace, replacement level, maybe. This that, is that's a ceiling to me. His ceiling is replacement level. Okay, listen, but, like I said I don't think he's a long-term solution there. I, I, there's a world in which he opens our break spring training as our starting center fielder. I don't think. That's oh, oh, no, no, he's gonna. Have, he's, I mean, what other options do we have? You're right. You know, he's gonna start, but. I don't want to. I don't want to trade from our strengths in order to pick up hitting. Hitting's really hard to come by these days, especially if you're thinking of what about what about our power uh, hitting outfielder. What about our our, our, our uh, minor leagues? I mean, what what do we got coming up? Before you, before you answer that, I, I will just say I've been reading a lot in Playing Dealer about uh, the idea that we are not going to spend at all in the off season. This is this is con- kind of kind of confirmed. This is yeah, not going to change. We are not going to spend a lot this next year, this offseason. So it's going to happen through. If we have any changes, it's going to happen through trade or through our minor league system. Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn! Please make it the minor league system. Do not trade any of these good pitchers. Please do not. This is the strength of our team. We cannot trade that. Uh, but what do we got in our minor league system? Do you, uh, you've been following it at all, Maddie? So there are three good to very plus outfield prospects that we have. Tyler uh, Naquin, who we talked mm-hmm. about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint Frazier, who I think we talked about last week too, maybe. And Brad Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all three first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, Naquin was hurt this year. Uh, Zimmer was in the fall league and just got hurt. They shut him down for it. Um, I think Naquin's the closest to being ready to go next year so it's mm-hmm. possible he could break camp with them or be up early mm-hmm. um he's the least i think has the lowest ceiling of the three of them um but those guys that we're going to see in the next couple of years and i think that's mm-hmm. a reason for for some hope in our outfield too our infield situation is pretty solid right now mm-hmm. um and there's some hope coming up there so i think they they do something listen even a chisholm hall rayburn platoon in right field brand yeah. left and then cobble it together in center field that's you can make a go of it like that with our starting pitching these days so i think a lot of reason to be hopeful i i i'm optimistic next year um final verdict on, on lindor i mean he's fucking awesome he's the future of this team but is he gonna, is he gonna win rookie of the year so i if i was to bet i would bet that correa gets it mostly because the astros had a more successful season than we did and he mm-hmm. hit a bunch of home runs and you know he just looks like uh yeah. he looks like a looks like a rod he's one of those he's a big guy right yeah and lindor's more of a traditional shortstop mm-hmm. uh lindor by war had a better year mm-hmm. uh i read uh i can't remember whose piece it was on Grantland, one of their baseball writers not carrie and i don't think it was ben Lindbergh. i think it was their other guy michael bauman um, did this had this debate Lindor versus Correa and picked Lindor, mm-hmm. um, and his one knock on Lindor was that he nice. sacrificed bunted on his own too much, and he was like, I almost don't want to give it to him just because sacrifice bunting is dumb and he shouldn't have done it. But uh, on his own, how, how do we know that it was on his own? 
Because they asked Francona about it after games, and he said, I did not put that sign on. He was doing it on his own. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and chastising part. Whatever. That's a small thing. He'll learn that. Um, he's awesome, man. His defense yeah. is spectacular, and Correa's defense is not crazy. It's adequate, but like he could get moved over to third base um, very easily a little bit later in his career. Um, and I think Lindor, the difference of his – his defense was so superior that the slight difference in their offense is more than overcome. He's, mm. he's incredible, man. Should be, mm. we're, he totally lived up this year, and he's a super exciting uh, star have at the center of our roster moving forward so lucky to have him yeah um one last sad note to end on uh uh news broke today that cc sabathia is gonna miss the playoffs because he's checking into rehab for alcoholism which is awkward since i'm drinking alcohol right now But I feel terrible for him. It's just because he's one of he's one of those guys that like I, I I really like him. Yeah, I do too. I feel like he did everything right after he left. He thanked the fans when we traded him. Uh, contrary to what your brother said, uh, I, I I have never seen him say anything untoward to the city of Cleveland. He may have had side comments about the Indians and their management, which is like fine. Yeah. Have have at it, but uh, uh, it's totally shocking and, and terrible timing, and just I feel Not, I really I feel, feel for him. I do too. It's terrible. Wish him, not, wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely, nothing but the best. Hey, uh, CC. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm happy he's wanted. He's got he's got a World Series under his belt, and so he's got that. You know. Hang on, but he's got much bigger, bigger problems to deal with right now. Uh, uh, oh boy, I really, I really, this is this is poorly. This is a poor rundown to end on that note. Why, why I don't know. I, I, do think, that? I think it's sort of appropriate given where we started. It's a very. I guess you start, you start depressed, you end depressed. That's good. That's right. That's right, yeah. Patty. Nice and drunk uh, in my case. <laughs> uh, but that that that's more that's more a, a, a product of. Uh, Going on the wagon through our pregnancy uh, uh, to uh, be in solidarity with my wife, and then once she's released from that, uh, uh, and also Pat, having no sleep, Pat, just, I, I just kind of did it that way. What's that? I drank, I drank heavily with you like a month and a half ago. What are you talking mm-hmm. about on the wagon? What are you talking about? Oh, well, I, 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 I had my moments off, but I was. <laughs> the problem. The problem is. You've Those been drunk times. on these podcasts before. <laughs> these podcasts are my moments to drink, man. Come on. <laughs> these are the only times I was able to really drink. Uh, um, but, but uh, uh, and the funny thing is I, I get drunk on the podcast because I was not, like, consistently drinking. It's like, you know, it's just, you don't have that, uh, that, that uh, stamina. Well, time uh, to build anyway. it back up. Hey, you know, uh, it's football season. It's brown season, which means I got to fucking – I got to build it up now because okay. this is the only way to survive this season. Uh, I think that does it, Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a good ending point. So, so, let's end on depression and alcohol. Uh, right. <laughs> it doesn't look like sports hour. Are the Browns playing next week, Matt? They I play think the Ravens. The Ravens, that's right. We talked about this. 
I, I, I mean, but who, who cares? There's a tree. There's a tree. <laughs> the tree falls in the floor, forest. No one's here to hear it. They don't give a shit. Uh, no. Pat, you're still watching games. Of course, I'm gonna watch the goddamn game. But uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna click back and forth very frequently to my other, you know, players in fantasy football. I, I, I it's gonna get close to fifty percent next mm. weekend. It's mm-hmm. just two kids of shit. I, yeah. I hear you, man. Let Matt, let me end on this note. I, I am, so, I, part of the reason, you know, that I'm, I, I'm this drunk is that last night, uh, I, I was pretty sure the Browns gave my son colic. Yes. Seven o'clock was around the game. The time the game ended, right, Matt? Uh, yes, that's correct. Seven o'clock East Coast time. That's around the time my son started crying. And when they stop for more than like 10 minutes, not until four 30 in the morning. Oh, Oh, like I was <laughs> next to you last night. I was like, I think the Browns fucking get my kid calling. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> he, was, he was in my arms. I put him in his Browns gear, old school sweatshirt. That I used to wear when I was a, you know, baby, his size. I still have that, that sweatshirt. I, I am, and like and as soon as that game ended, that kid was just fucking pissed, just pissed. Every ten minutes, just just pissed. I don't blame him. Yeah, not not do I. I was pissed too. <laughs> and uh, I thought for sure they gave him colic, but fortunately he's been sleeping pretty well today. So I think he was just a cold or, or just just being pissed off at the Browns. That frankly, it's just that's probably what it was. Pissed off the Browns. For your sake, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, good company. Too. Be in good company me, there. Me too. All righty. Uh, so we, we'll probably be back next week. Maybe. I can't commit anything. It's just the, the, the fucking Browns. Let's see what happens this week, Pat. As the, as the Brown, something exciting will happen. It's the Browns' turn. So does this podcast. Uh, there'll be an announcement. Uh, <laughs> uh, but until next time, Maddie. <laughs> this is Maddie and Patty saying. Fur. Well done. Well done. All right, buddy. And a high note.